Hey, how we doing? So, we have made it to the final episode, episode 9 of the What Happens Next podcast with me, Jay Hawkridge. Now, slight disclaimer, I am full of flu right now, and I mean full of flu. So, I am going to sound a little bit nasally, and I am going to sound a little bit gruff, and I apologise, but... We are powering through and we are finishing this story. Thank you so much for making it this far with me. And thank you so much for listening. It truly does mean a lot, a lot, which is an understatement. Um, And a massive thank you to iPlaySafe for believing in this podcast and for believing in me and for everything so far that they have done. Um, You know, I have been harping on for eight episodes and this is the final ninth one um about how much i've grown on this journey and how truly loved and supported i feel by so many people um so many people that i've met on this journey and the entire team at i play safe really are at the heart of that um they've really given me so much confidence uh in myself and in this field Um, And they're doing a wonderful thing. They're doing a really wonderful thing, you know, by providing uh, services that allow you to test the STI status remotely, securely, and then share your status with a partner and keep up to date. You know, it's definitely something that I will be taking on uh, in the future, the future of my sex life. And it's definitely a tool that I will be utilizing. And I cannot recommend that you do the same because... Confident sex is better sex. It really, truly is. And we'll get into it in like five or ten minutes. But I have had some confident sex over the summertime, let me tell you. Um, Only a couple of times. Um, But it truly has been good sex. So I think we should jump straight into it. Episode 9 of the What Happened Next podcast. I am Jay Hawkridge. Let's go. So I guess after a full reflective journey and deep dive into the last two, three years of my life, the question that we are left lingering now is what's next? You know, it's a very important thing to start to look at because I have spent so much time living in the past and I've spent so much time going through the things that I've been through in the past and I've spent so much of this journey recollectively figuring out what has happened and arranging the breadcrumbs to see exactly how I got from where I have been to where I am now and this perhaps is the most daunting part and this is this is definitely the most daunting question that I've posed myself for a while is who am I at the end of all this you know it's it's been a life-changing roller coaster of emotion and it's been a journey that has completely altered every single part of my life It's altered my friendships, it's altered my relationships, it's altered my daily life, it's altered my geographical location, it's altered everything. And I think it's really important to acknowledge just once that I didn't expect any of this and the magnitude of that. And I think I do do owe myself a little bit of credit for just how difficult it has been, you know. So it's... It's, it's a really strange thing because success is subjective, okay? And it may look on the outside to someone else that one person is incredibly successful and has everything they've dreamed of and it's going amazing. And it's so easy to become 
insecure or jealous of that or to tick them off as someone who's got all the answers figured out and you can approach them with, with your questions because they've got all the answers and it's not like that at all at all you know i am still the same person in so many ways that i was before all of this and i think that's one thing that i'm really proud of is i've been able to retain that sense of self and if anything that sense of self has just intensified and grown and i've i know my sense of self so much more than i did before but i'm still i'm still just I would categorize myself as a very romantic, introverted person who has somehow become an internet personality, you know, and it's, it's a really lovely thing to be in this position where people do listen to what I have to say. You know, people aren't just liking my Instagram photos because they think I'm pretty or because, you know, they think I'm funny. You know, people do listen to me and do take on board what I have to say um, and it's as humbling as it is daunting because you you put a lot of pressure on yourself when you're in this kind of position um, but there has been an awful lot of highlights an awful lot of highlights in this journey you know I've, I've worked with so many people um, and so many so many wonderful wonderful people who have really shown me so many things that I was missing um, on this journey and I've worked with so many companies as well that have really allowed me to share parts of my story and to share my views and my experiences and my perspective on things you know I've done work with Sky, I've done work with the BBC I've done work with Spotify I've written for all, all kinds of companies, Attitude, Gay Times Dazed, you know, magazines that I would read when I was a little kid you know, I've, I've written for Metro um, who I would read every single day on commutes to London and back from Birmingham when I was seeking out journalism internships, you know, it's it's really strange how much everything lines up looking back and how connected everything is, you know, and in all honesty, it's it does feel like the journey of a lifetime and I know that this is only step one of what I'm going through. Um, and what this has led to is opening an entirely new door of new possibilities. You know, I'm in an entirely new realm of things, but this is enough and has been enough. And every day I wake up and think, this is enough. This is lovely. So that's one thing that I'm really happy to have on this journey and that I didn't, I didn't expect was just self-fulfillment. You know, I started this journey and started talking about all of this because I was so unfulfilled in myself and I was so scared and I was so lost. And so to be able to actually come out of it on the other end and say, I went through, I went through the tunnel and I found the light on the other side. You know, it's, it's just, it's just really nice. I'm sorry for saying the word nice so much, but it is just nice. Um, and, you know, it's really it's really interesting to kind of look back at this journey and realise, you know, I'm still human at the end of all of it. And maybe it's a good thing that all my problems haven't been solved and that I'm not in this deluded state of egomaniacal kind of, you know, the way that I view myself is perfect and unflawed and, you know, I have all the answers. That's not how I see myself in the slightest. And, you know, it's really nice to also embrace that humanity about myself, you know, because the world is still a scary place. And as much as you have done inner work inside yourself, that doesn't mean that anybody else has. And that doesn't mean the world is going to treat you any differently. And it doesn't mean you don't have to be any less prepared to deal with the world. You know, I've got an awful lot to be insecure about and an awful lot that sometimes I am insecure about. Um, 
And a lot of that does come from feedback and reception from people who are watching and viewing what I'm making and what I'm talking about. You know, even Instagram isn't a massively safe space for me at the moment in this current time because, you know, if you follow me, you may be aware that I have recently started to do like the anonymous ask type thing that's been popping up because I'm aware that a lot of the issues people bring to me, they may be quite either embarrassed or insecure about approaching as themselves. And so if someone's asking personal questions about sex or mental health that they maybe don't want tracing back to their account, they can ask me anonymously, which I think is a fantastic, fantastic resource. But unfortunately, I've had quite a few people that, or maybe it's just one person, it could be, but I've had quite a lot of bombarding messages over the past couple of weeks with that before I decided to close it off where people just wouldn't get off my dick and people were just really starting to use it as a way to criticize me scot-free and to, you know, really use it as a scapegoat to criticize me and tell me things that they weren't happy about or to make fun of me or accuse me of certain things. But there was no, there was no feedback there was no way that I was able to give feedback for that. You know, there was no way that I could retaliate and have a conversation and try and unpack it and understand I would have to publicly post an answer to my Instagram story, which just pisses off every single other person that didn't ask that question and including myself. It was just not a, it was just not a good look. And it's annoying because I want to be transparent in these conversations and I want to, you know, talk about the difficult things. But if someone doesn't have the confidence or the courage to approach me with themselves, uh, as themselves with these things, then I simply don't respect them enough to talk about these issues with them. You know, you're going to be an adult, you're going to approach me as an adult. And if you simply want to leave hate comments in an anonymous box on the internet, I'll take it away. You know, this is this is very much why we can't have nice things. Um, which is annoying because as someone who watches my content and, you know, understands me and follows me on Instagram, which is private, so, you know, they must be actively engaging with my content, they will have some knowledge of who I am and they'll have some awareness of the fact that this hasn't been easy and that I am just trying my best. You know, I've been left with a lot of scars on this journey and a lot of my journey has been rooted in trauma which I'm still dealing with the aftershocks of now you know I've still got a lot of ticks that I'm kind of working through and I've still got a lot of a lot of repercussions from this journey that have affected me for the rest of my life good and bad you know um and it's it's just quite saddening that there are still snakes in the camp wherever you look and it does make me guarded about opening up to new people because these anonymous people could be anyone do you know what I mean it's it's and I've learned that sometimes the people who criticize you most are the ones that know you the most on this journey you know it's a really it's a really fine line um and it's hard to have a healthy relationship with the internet when it has brought me so much pain and especially when I do stand out quite a bit because I I don't hold my tongue you know, when I do talk about a lot in the way that I do. Um, but I don't need the hassle, you know. You want to insult me on my phone through access that I give you? No, I'll just remove the access. You know, you you can't please everybody at all. And creating volumes of content always does lead to the risk of either overexposure or people not agreeing with your content. But exactly the same as I can choose not to engage with people's content who I don't agree with or get along with. People can choose just not to engage with mine. And, you know, I'm not creating content that's supposed to be easily digestible for everyone. I'm creating content that 
might only speak to certain people here and there and that most of the time a lot of people might not understand or might not get or might not be relevant for and that's absolutely fine not everything that i make is going to hit everyone and that's not the way that i want it to be at all you know it's a it's a strange it's a strange thing it's a strange battle between personal expression and branding this journey has been because at the same time that i've been building a presence and building a following online and building a community of people that actually rate what I have to say, I've become more and more aware with every step and every turn of the corner that this is something that I'm building for myself and this is some kind of legacy that I'm leaving behind and this is, you know, a portfolio of resources. And so it's really scary that it's really scary it's really scary to grapple with because you've got a you've got to find your sense of identity away from all these things that you're doing that are making you so proud of yourself to do because you can't one-up yourself every single time and sometimes you're going to have ideas that are really well received and other times you're going to have ideas that just people just don't care about people don't want um and you've just got to you just got to deal with that you just got to deal with that you know i'm i'm also really settling into the idea that this might be the biggest thing that i do for a while um this whole journey with my status and my my diagnosis and my reaction and understanding to it. And I really come into terms with the fact that you don't have to be your own record every week. And if sharing my story and these past couple of years is the biggest thing that I do for a while, I'm happy with that. I'm ending this journey with a really, a really positive outlook and I'm ending it incredibly proud of myself and of the work that I've done. And it's really nice to be able to say that I'm ending it so content with who I am. It's really nice. You know, this journey has brought me an awful lot of good. And I've it's brought me an awful lot of confidence. An awful lot of confidence in myself that I have honestly been missing all my life. I definitely feel like there's a lot of opportunities that I've missed out on earlier in my life. Because I didn't have the courage to go and be my authentic true self and I was too worried about other people's perceptions or I was worried about how I perceived myself and you know it's it's just a really lucky thing that I found myself in especially even down to you know biologically and physically the the uh, the biological nature of this all you know I'm I'm lucky to be diagnosed today in a modern day where I'm able to not let this virus absolutely ruin my life and take my life from me you know I can be happy confident and healthy as someone with HIV and I I'm really looking forward to going off and doing that for a little bit I'm looking forward to getting back to doing what everyone else does which is just have a healthy relationship with social media and not share the deepest, darkest parts of their lives. You know, I don't remember a time when I wasn't spilling my guts online and as wonderful as that is, I I pride myself on Enigma and I pride myself on romance and I pride myself on just mystery. And so, you know, the idea that so many people know who I am and know what I'm doing up to date is just something that I'm ready to wash away. I'm ready to disappear and fade into the crowd for a little bit and get lost, you know, and spend time with the people that have made an effort and have really shown me that, you know, I'm worth something because I do, and I'm still constantly finding people who see me daily and not a lot of people do see me. You know, a lot of people can't look past one aspect of me and a lot of people maybe see me as more than I would maybe want them to. 
And it's really difficult. It's really difficult making connections because you never know someone's motives. And especially when you have a lot of social media presence, a lot of people can view that and interpret that very differently to how you might view it. But it's when I when I meet someone or when I connect with someone who I know has good values and intentions at heart, it clicks straight away. And I'm a, I'm in a really nice position now where I I have people that I know. I can trust in and believe in and that have my my best intentions at heart and I'm really looking forward to just spending some time with them just living life it's going to be so nice but yes dating so I I did date a boy over summer um and I promised him that I wouldn't talk about it but I didn't promise him because I, I don't break promises, but I did I did say that I probably wouldn't talk about it, but then he, he I didn't end it the best way. So I I did date a boy over summer um, for a little bit. Um, I had a nice little summer fling um, and it was lovely at the time as it was happening. And now that it's ended and it's been a month or so, I'm in a really wonderful position of understanding why it had to end. And I am already in that place where I've done so many things that I wouldn't have thought to do had I been still seeing someone and I there were so many opportunities that I, I'm glad that I didn't have anyone else to consider because it would have been compromising, yada, 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 yada. But I had a lovely time seeing someone and it was someone that I was friends with a couple of years ago um, and then we just lost touch. Um, we fell out, we fell out a little bit because we kissed each other and then he didn't handle it that well and then just ghosted me and I was like, okay, sound mate, cool, cheers for that. Um, but then two years later, came back um, at the start of this summer and said that he hadn't stopped thinking about that kiss and I was like, cool, sound. Um, and then he just, you know, very bluntly said, I'd like to come see you on this day to talk to you. Um, because I don't want to do things without you. And I was like, okay, come and talk. Um, so he came to talk and he came to Leeds and he talked and we talked it out um, and things went well for about a couple months. Um, and then we, it just didn't click. It just didn't click anymore, you know? Um, and it's really wonderful because it was always one of those things of, were they the one that got away? You know, we clicked so well two years ago um, and we really understood each other and we were were really supportive and rocks for each other a couple of years ago that it was always something that I was just like, oh, did I miss out? Did I miss out? Um, and having that this summer, it took my mind off everything else and was really wonderful to just make me fall back into dating because I was so hesitant to date. And even even until I started dating this lad, right, I, I didn't want to date. I didn't have any desire for it. I wasn't having sex. I did not want to have sex. I didn't want to touch a man. didn't want to kiss a man. And I do have to credit this guy if he is listening, which he's probably not. But if he does make it this far and if he does listen to our podcast, because that's something that we never actually spoke about, which is quite nice. It was very much... Our personal life was far away from my career, which was a wonderful, wonderful part of it. Um, but yeah, if he is listening, I do have to credit him for that, bringing me back to life in that manner and making me realise that dating is not just something I want to do, but it's something I feel like I deserve and I'm ready for. I'm definitely ready for it, you know, and I'm I'm dating differently after this whole journey with my, my status because... I'm dating for a laugh and I'm not dating, when I say I'm dating for a laugh, I'm not actively dating right now. I can confidently say I'm not dating one person um, this this second. Um, where are we? On the 24th of September at 4.27pm. Um, but I'm open to it, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going into potentially dating in the future with anything in mind, but I am dating with the potential 
that I believe in giving myself everything I deserve, you know, and it's really nice to be dating as a confident, happy, secure person and going into the idea of dating as a happy, confident, secure person. Um, but in terms of balancing this, you know, career and everything, because this isn't something that I want to go away and obviously I don't want to become the kind of person who spills their um, laundry, is that the phrase, dirty laundry? Yeah, I'm not going to become like anyone who gossips about their dating and shares like embarrassing dating stories because I see that online all the time. And you're not going to be getting like bad hinge date fails and stuff off me because that's not... That's, I, I, don't, I don't operate that way with dating partners. You know, I, I, I value privacy a lot and I value intimacy a lot and I value respect a lot. Even if someone does treat me quite badly, I still try my best to respect them because I understand that my perspective is still only one side of the story. And so I'm never going to be sharing stuff and you're never going to see soft launches and crap like that for a, a long, long, long time because there would be an awful lot of off-screen actually dating that I want to do before you even get a hint that I'd be dating someone because I think I deserve that I think I deserve to have that dating experience as my own and to own that and have that and share that with someone away from the world because that's what it's all about it's about enjoying your time with someone and yeah I as a, as a sexual health and educator and as a person who talks about mental health and sex and dating on the internet as his job um, and his hobby and his passion, you know, I, I had this conversation with my little brother the other day um, and we were, we were, we were at a rave, right? We were at Eric Prids, um, and it was about halfway through the night. So we were balls deep in the rave and he wanted to go outside cause he was chatting and I was like, yeah, sound that's good. Let's have a chat. Um, and we were sat down in the smoking area and he asked me if I was going to settle down, right? Because we were with one of my best mates, um, and his boyfriend, we were, we were all there together. Um, and my little brother saw how in love these two lads were, um, with each other. And obviously he, loves me and he was like when are you gonna get this and I was like bro I want this I was like you know I I I want a boyfriend more than I want most things in the world especially right now especially at the end of all this you know I'm ready I'm ready for it you know I'm I'm born for it I come packaged and built as a boyfriend with camaraderie in my blood but I, I need someone that understands that all of this you know the attention the bravado the everything that I put out and the everything that I discuss, you know, is completely adjacent to all the things that I can offer as a partner and as a person in real life. You know, it's not even a dent of what I am. I need, I need a partner who can assume that I'm different from everything they see online. And I'm so much more and doesn't judge me based on my content because, you know, what I put out is so authentically myself, but it's also worlds away from the person that I am off screen and the person that I would give as a romantic partner. You know, I do reserve the best parts of myself for people that I'm physically in the presence of. Um, and I need someone who understands that they don't know me at all by looking at me online and they would have an awful lot of fun getting to know me. You know, hell really was the journey. Um, it really was the journey of this, but I just need someone who can look at it all and not be phased, which is quite a big ask, I think, when there's there's quite a lot that I've done. Um, so, yeah, so 
it's it's one of those things that's in the pipeline and I'm not I'm not worried about it. I'm not pressuring myself about it. I'm not actively seeking it because if there's one thing that I've learned recently in the last couple of years, it's that you cannot plan and chase things as much as you want to try and you really do have no choice but to let things just let things do their best and just let things go at their own pace. You cannot mold any situation. And if you do start a situation by molding it, you will have to continue molding it. And the minute you give up, it's just gonna do exactly what it was gonna do before you were interfering, you know? And so I am just chilling, doing my thing, living my life and waiting for a meteor to crash into me and take me completely off my feet and be like, boom, this is what I've waited for. And it's so exciting, so exciting to just take off the gas with that and not even blink at it, not even look at it and just do everything else and just enjoy everything else about life. And if it happens, it happens. When it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like it's, it's cool. It's cool, you know? It's, it's really just refreshing. And it's something as a, as a gay lad that I've always, worried about is being lonely and not finding someone that's compatible and I've been worried about settling and I've been worried about you know finding someone to date and it's always been dating's always been a bit of a a stress for me because it is more difficult and I never had the confidence to go up to people in real life and just engage in conversation without them because I found it difficult if I was attracted to them because I didn't want to be coming off like I was hitting on people whereas now that I've just taken every sense of anxiety and every worry off that everything's opened up and been so much easier and so I know that it's going to happen at some point and it's not in my the ball's not in my court I've put it out there into the universe that I'm sound and I'm ready and I'm just waiting for it to be delivered and in the meantime I'm not sat around twiddling my thumbs waiting for it I'm living my life and I've got so much else to look forward to so much else to look forward to you know it's really it's really nice to be at the end of this and to be so sure that I'm not actively trying to be anything to anyone and I'm not craving being anything to anybody you know I'm everything that I ever hoped I could be to myself and more and that is all that matters to me there was a time when I thought I wanted to be a big full-time influencer and I wanted people to adore me and I wanted to be, I wanted people to be so proud of me and I wanted people to be so happy of what I've achieved and that was because I didn't feel it myself and the minute that it all started to connect inwards, the less that I wanted it from outside and the less that I needed it from outside and the more I realised that it's not about approval from exterior, it's just about doing your best to get the message out as who you are And if people relate to it and take something from it, that's amazing. If not, you've still won because you've still got that inner peace. You know, it's it's a really lovely landscape to be at the end of this and to be so excited to go and spend some time with this new me because this is a new me. And as much as I say, I'm still me, I'm still the same fucking Jenny from LeBlanc, I'm not at all. I'm someone completely new and I'm learning about myself every day and I'm learning new parts of myself every day. You know, I'm I'm grappling with a lot still, you know, gestures to the fucking world around us. There's still an awful lot 
of danger outside the door and there's still an awful lot of inner work to be done because it is a never-ending process. But the template's there, the foundation's there, and as much as I'm grappling with so much, so much, I'm doing it with an inner confidence that I've never had. And I'm doing it knowing that I have my own back. And I'm doing it with the right instincts and the right motivation. And that is enough. It's enough for me for now. You know, there's no possible way that I can tell you what's next because the exciting part is that I don't know what's next. And I don't want to know what's next. I don't want to know what's coming. I want to be excited and mesmerized and shocked because I'm not the kind of person anymore to let it pass me by. And I'm not the kind of person to freeze and go, oh, I wish I would have took that chance. I did that the other day. Well, I did that the other day when I was in Brick Lane. I was buying a ring because I found a really nice, gorgeous ring at like this little vintage store. And then I walked past this lad who was like one of the stalls in the market. And he was fucking beautiful, right? He was one of the most beautiful, beautiful boys I've ever seen in my life. And we kind of gave each other a couple of looks. Um, as we were walking towards, as I was walking towards him, because he was just stood in his store, and then eventually like got near him, and he was like, "Oh, you're alright, mate." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good. How are you?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good." And that was it. I walked past him. I didn't stop, and I went and just carried on shopping. And about ten minutes later, I was like, "That's the last time you're ever doing that, mate." I was like, "That is the last time you ever not." not do what you want to do and don't give yourself the courage to do what you want to do i was like because all you stopped yourself doing there was something that potentially could have been cool you know you could have met someone who was nice you could have met someone who you ended up dating you could have just there was potential there and you missed it is what i took from that because i was just too scared i was just too scared to say hi to someone how can you be too scared to say hi to someone and that was a real crescendo moment for me um to make me just realize that i'm actually not that person anymore and I'm going to fucking say hi next time and I'm going to take that chance because you always miss out if you don't take the chance. You always miss out if you don't take it. And I'm not a person that's going to let myself miss out anymore. I'm a person who's going to be everything that I ever wanted to be. And that's what's next, is learning that. That is my next. My next move is simply going out into life bringing my best self and seeing what it has for me. I So I guess at some point I'll let you know what it has in store for me. <laughs> Bye-bye.